the Broken Twig Podcast with your hosts, Nobes and Hursty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Broken Twig Podcast. This is episode number three. Hopefully you enjoyed the, the previous ones. If this is your first episode, then welcome to the squad, everybody. Today, we are, hopefully we'll have a pretty good one stuff. So... We're going to be talking on a wide variety of topics. Everybody, if you're listening to this, remember to follow our Instagram at the Broken Twig Podcast. Now, firstly, what I want to talk about is if you follow hockey, you probably already know about this, but the Sabres recently fired um, their GM, Jason Bottle, and their entire staff, like all their scouts and most of their American League coaches and GMs. Yeah, well, this is recently coming after. Everyone knows Buffalo's like a tire fire. They've been a disaster for years. But then recently, Jack Eichel came out with a statement saying how he's pissed off and stuff. And like, he doesn't like the team really right now. And just a few weeks ago, Jason Botterill, they, they said he wasn't going to be fired. Yeah, but then now- they said that they had faith in him and his methods. And then I guess it like there's probably a turning point. Cause, I don't know. I yeah. feel like it's sort of like the Eichel thing. Because when your star players start saying that he is not happy with the direction your team is going, you have to make some moves. And, you don't want something to happen with O'Reilly where O'Reilly was on the Sabres. He was there for three years and he was saying how he was already starting to lose his love for the game and he was just like getting used to losing. That's not something that you want from your players. And then they trade him for like basically nothing. I don't think from their trade, knowing that they got from that trade is in their lineup right now. Yeah, well, what happened was they traded – the guy they traded – for Patrick Berglund, he had a no trade list. Buffalo was on that list, but his agent forgot to submit the the list to the Blues in time for the deadline, and he got in time for the deadline, and he got sent to Buffalo, and he instantly retired because he didn't want to play there, which understandable. And also, like like Buffalo, it's it's really all around Jack Eichel right now. They really, really, what they need to do is just. Focus on Eichel because the owners, the Pagulas, are not good owners. They're, in my opinion, they're garbage owners. And mm. they, had you, to, they had to do something to help, like, Eichel at least a bit for now, and which meant firing Bodril along with 21 other staff members of their team and minor league team. Mm. I feel like one of the problems with the Pagulas has been has been that they have been very quick to fire. So since they've been there, they have fired a lot of coaches and GMs and other stuff. And I don't know if that's the right move. Because bottom, it's only been three years, and I really do not feel like three years is enough time to judge how well a GM has done. Because the like the draft, you probably won't know how good someone's done in the draft until a few years after the draft. And I get some people were saying the fire, but I feel like they should have given them at least one more year to sort things out before they did that. Because you see what's happened with like the Cleveland Browns, where 
a lot a big reason for what's happening with them is that they just kept firing coaches after one bad season and stuff and that is not the direction that you want your franchise to be in that's not the identity that you want yeah i agree with you completely uh, well another like big problem is another one to speak out was uh Ristolainen, who was also pissed off, and also I think that they are gonna they're ruining like their prospects. They're screwing them up. A good example of that is Middlestat. They did a horrible job developing him, rushed him to the NHL, and now he his career could basically be like really bad because of what happened. Well, it depends on what they do. I feel like they should trade him, sort of like. Elias Anderson in New York, similar situation. They rushed him to the NHL, wasn't ready, and now they both probably want out. I know that Middlestat hasn't really said anything, but you can kind of tell that he would. I would. So, yeah. Yeah, but the thing with uh, Elias Anderson is he, there's like, he has anger issues and stuff, as you can clearly see as he chucked his silver medal into the stands after losing. Oh, I remember that. I, that was one of the classic moments. That was so funny. I remember seeing it where he's like chucked his, his medal into the stands and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like not that's, yeah he, and now he's refusing to play for the Rangers. I'm like, actually, he has similar situation to Pugliarvi with the rumors of – there's rumors yeah. of Pugliarvi actually coming back to Edmonton, which makes sense because if I was Pugliarvi, I'd want to play with Connor McDavid. Yeah, I feel like if I played with Connor McDavid, I could at least get 10 goals in the NHL. Oh, yeah, probably. You could also get a lot of assists. If you play with, like, Connor McDavid or someone like uh, Ovechkin or Matthews, you just hand them puck, snipe, assist. You get, like, 30 assists with those kind of players. Yeah, you just, like, give them the puck and it's like, here, do something good. I'll just, like, stay on the side and cheer you on. Yeah, that's what Crosby does. You get random nobodies out of nowhere. Look at them. They're playing with Crosby. They score 60 points. Yeah. It, it's like the guy, you see him, it's like, it's like Zach Bagombada. It's like, and you're like, who the hell is that guy? He's basically an AHL. Comes, plays with Crosby, gets like 30 goals, and then goes into free agency, signs like a $5 million contract. And it's like, that's like the worst contract ever because they just got a 30-goal season because they're basically playing with the best playmaker in the league. So, yeah. yeah. Well, back to the Buffalo, we should talk about that more. So, yeah. I feel like a lot of the Buffalo fans will be pretty mad if, if the Sabres don't at least – if the Sabres can't make the playoffs next year. Yeah, well, it's been nine seasons – and it's like a freaking lifelong rebuild. Like, there's, there's people, like, there's, for people to be a Sabres fan through all this, like, it's it's awful. Like, I remember when the Leafs sucked and there was all these fans with a paper bag over their head. But this From is much, much worse. This has been going on for forever. Like, Buffalo, their fans. I remember earlier in the year there was, like, a, a rant on the show, a, like, an online talk show by oh, yeah. Sabres Wayne was his name, I think. Yeah, yeah and he was – that was a very memorable thing. And he he's pretty – he's correct in his thing. And the Savers might lose all their fans if they keep 
doing this for like three or four more years. Yeah. You know who Melody Martin is? Because she's a Sabres fan on YouTube and she basically makes song parodies but about the Buffalo Sabres. And a lot of them are really depressing because she's talking about how the Sabres suck. Like her last one, it's called We. It's a, it's a parody of Taylor Swift. It's We Are Never Getting Back Together. And said, We Are Never Getting Back to the Playoffs. There's not much bright spots to that organization aside from Dolene and Eichel. So. They have a lot of fans, so they could really take advantage of Like If Buffalo becomes good, there could be a serious rivalry between Buffalo and Toronto with their proximity to each other. But Buffalo really needs to get their stuff together. So. Yeah. <sighs> But this this also this firing could lead other teams to fire some more some employees too because they're they need like they need to save some money. Like some teams like the Leafs, they probably don't need to fire anyone because of how much they make a year from the team. But there's some teams who lose money like a, a year. So that are yeah. they're gonna well, go. some teams could go to video scouting. Which I'm not really think is a good idea, but it's basically where instead of sending scouts to games in Europe, you just get videos from the games and you just watch them. Which means you have less scouts, but I really don't feel like that's that effective of a method. Yeah, well, Buffalo just got rid of seven of their scouts, so yeah. more players. They also have Dylan Cousins in their system, so yeah, that's good. My pick, but another thing with Buffalo that isn't really as big of news, but like it kind of seems like a big story, is Lawrence P. Liu. He was an RFA this year. He's only 24, and he basically said to the Sabres, you know how like a lot of RFAs, when they're looking for a deal, they sort of threaten to go to Europe, saying they'll go to the KHL or something. And then the teams try and call their bluff. Well, P. Liu did this. And the Sabres tried to call his bluff. And then, bam, he signs a two-year deal with the KHL. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, they've had a lot of high picks in recent years. They've done really well with them. Another, This makes me think of the Oilers, who nobody really talks about their picks because they have Connor McDavid. But they had four first overall picks, I think. And one of them is still on their team. So that's a bit of a problem. Now two. You no know, Yakupov. Nuge and McDavid. Oh, wasn't Nuge fourth overall? No. Dumbass Nuge was first. Oh my bad, my bad. Okay, yeah, fine. First overall, but that's still that's a not a good pick for first overall. Second yeah. liner. Yeah, you, mm, you want you want those, those guys to be at least a first liner. Let's see. Buffalo. Let, let's see how their picks were. Because I know that a lot of people are saying that the draw. So we'll say all their their picks out of the past years. So, but it's not about the first round. Like anyone can basically pick a first overall. So these are their picks since 2000. And I'll say, when did the Pagulas take over? 2011. Since 2011, I'll name you every pick past the second round. That's played at least a hundred NHL games. So far, nothing. Well, still nothing. And 
Jillian hasn't played a hundred games, but like yeah, he has. He's played hundred forty-one. You got Delian. Yeah, so far I, I'm at twenty fifteen. That's five years back. There's still nobody past the third. So far, the biggest person that's the second round person that's played the most round games is William Borgen, who played four games. Still, no. Victor Olafson, he was a seventh. Rasmus Asplund. Rasmus Asplund. Well, Victor Olafson, he had he probably will play. He was really good this year. Yeah. Also. May I bring up? I see Alex Nylander here, and what I what I comes to mind is the trade they made Nylander for Yoki Haru and Nylander. That was a really pick. good trade. I'm just saying, yeah. water only made him on a bad trade, but that was a good trade. The Nylander trade, right when it made everyone like Yoki Haru, he he is probably their best defensive prospect. I think he's gonna be really good. Nylander, he's a bit older. I don't really. I feel like the Sabres did win that trade, though. That is, it was a victory for them. Okay, well, I'm up to 2014, and we got four players. in Since 2014, four players have played 100 games. Those players are Rasmus Dahlin, Casey Middlestat, uh, Jack Eichel. Oh, no, sorry, there's five. Sam Reinhart and Brendan Lemieux, but Brendan Lemieux's games aren't for the Sabers. So and also notice how none of those players were past the second round. But out of all those players, the person that was drafted the farthest was Brendan Lemieux, who was drafted thirty-first overall. So that's the second round, but that's basically the first round. Now let's see. Here, uh, let me just. I'm gonna compare it to the Leafs picks, just to show you. Look. We got from because just to show you, look, yeah. there's none in the last few years. Uh, you got to go back, Matthews 2016 282. That's yeah. it. Um, since since Pagula has taken over, nobody past the second round that the Sabres drafted has played over 100 games. The closest is Linus Omar, he's played 97 and he was drafted in 2012. So he's a goalie, so I'll kind of that kind of counts. But really, that really says something. So I, like, say what you want about the GM. They really need a revamp of this. Yeah, stuff. let's compare this to the Leafs, all right? So since 2012, you got players that have played over 100 games that are not in the first round. You got Connor Brown, who's played 324 games. You got Andreas Janssen, who's played 125 games. You got um, Travis Dermott, who and. Travis Dermott's played 157. Yeah, and then a bunch of players. Who, yeah, but he's not the first round. A bunch of players that have, that played uh, less than 100 games. But if you, there's also free agents, like players that are uh, undrafted. I, for, I can't find it. It's not showing up. But you also got 52 games, Carter Verhege. He's not on the Leafs, but yeah. 85 games, T- Dominic Tonantino. Uh, 38 games, Garrett Sparks. Uh, screwed Garrett Sparks. And then here and in 20, 48 in 20, games, he could still have a long career. He yeah, broke out this year. He was pretty good. In 2011, Josh Levo, 169, which Josh Levo should still be on the Leafs. And Mike yeah. Babcock he's, really he's screwed that up. He's had a pretty good up. year this year for the Canucks. And then you got Greg McKegg in 2010, 185. And then Peter Granberg, 45. And Sam Carey, 44. Yeah, so. so- Leafs have had a pretty 
good scouting, but I that you're like you're right. That is it's a really big problem for the Sabres because they're not making good signings, they're not making good trades, and they're not drafting well. So how can you expect them to be good? If they need to be good, they need to make smart decisions and stuff. The first part of being good is building through the draft. Every good team right now, their main core is all made of players that they drafted. Very rarely do you have a team where their core is made out of players that weren't homegrown, players that they signed in free agency, traded for. If you want to be the only team I can think of is the Golden Knights, and that's because they are an expansion team. Maybe the Predators. But really, if you want to be good, it all starts with drafting. It all starts with scouting. So I, it does make sense to fire their scouting staff. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just looking at the Oilers' draft picks, and I realize how bad they are at drafting in the first round. Look at these bit. Okay, so in 27, in 2007, sixth overall, they picked Sam Gagne. He's had a decent career, but that's not someone that's. He's a that fourth should... liner. He's basically. Yeah. Like... Uh, next year, uh, you got. Not, not next year, but 2009, 10th overall, they picked Magnus Pajarvi. Another whatever. fourth liner. He's played no, almost not... 500 games, but he's still a fourth liner. He's, yeah. he's a forward. He's played 467 games, and he's only got 124 points. So Yeah, next you got Taylor Hall, first overall. He was Great good. pick, but they gave him away for Adam Larson, and there's still fans that think that's a good trade somehow. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got... Nugent um, Hopkins and Oscar Clefbaum. Nugent Hopkins, he was picked first overall. He's a good player, but I do not think he's first overall worthy. He's more of a middle six option. Maybe can move up the first line. Then Oscar Clefbaum, that's a pretty big pick. He's one of the mainstays of the defensive corner, along with Darnell Nurse. So I'd say that's a pretty good pick. Yeah, but if you're looking at 31, they picked David Musil. He's played four NHL games. Yeah. Next, we have Neil Yakupov. Neil Yakupov, the Yak attack. <laughs> Complete dog shit. Second biggest bust in all of history to Nurse Daigle. So. Next, we have Darnell Nurse. Like that's I said before, pick. that's a good pick. Uh, he was good. But so. they have, out of, this, out of the entire draft in 2013, they have less than 500 games, which is horrible. Yeah. Next, we have Leon Dreisaitl. That's a good pick. He is overrated, but still, he's a, exactly a point per game in his career. So yeah. that development of Dreisaitl, that was severely mishand, mismanaged. Yeah, in the next draft, though, they had an incredible draft. They got Ethan Bear at 124 and yeah, Marino. 2015. Well, that's because 2015, I feel like that's sort of when they revamped their scouting system. Before that, that's when they were like the Edmonton Soilers. For 2015, around then, I feel like, or like after they fired Peter Shirelli, because before that, he didn't really, but 2015, like I know Peter Shirelli was still GM, but 2015, that it's a bit of an outlier in it, but that was, I'm really, and the also they didn't have a though, second or a third round pick. The only problem, though, is they moved Marino, which was dumb. But you know, yeah. okay. Whatever. Next, we next 2016. we got 2016. We got 
Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, obviously garbage pick. Yeah, in 2016 draft so far, I know it's still early, but out of the entire draft, they so in the draft they had I think they had nine picks, and so far only one player, Jesse Pugliarvi, has played over 10 games. The only other player to even play in the NHL is Tyler Benson. Benson, and he's played seven games and has one assist. Yeah. Um. Then next we got. One of the most overrated players in hockey right now, Kyler Yamamoto. I strongly Everyone's disagree old. with that, Noah, and that goes. All right, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the new episode of the Broken Twig Podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed the last one, and if you didn't, welcome to the squad. Today, we are going to be talking on a wide variety of topics, and hopefully, this one is going to be a good one, just like the last one. And if you like this podcast, remember to follow us on Instagram at the Broken Twig Podcast. Just Broken Twig Podcast. Remember to follow us. We post daily content, post all the news, post opinions and stuff. If you want more from this, follow us on Instagram. And today, to kick things off, we will be talking about what the Buffalo Sabres did this week. Yeah, so the Buffalo Sabres... Uh, recently, Jack Eichel and Rasmus Verlainen came out and basically said that they hate the management. That this the team is yeah. a joke. They need some help. There's something wrong. And um, yeah. And then they fired. They that, fired their GM that, and basically their entire staff. They fired their GM Jason Bonner, which is a bit of a surprise. So I know that they are bad, but this was this happened on, only three weeks after. They're all after Kim Pergula said that she had faith in in Jason Bonnerall, and then they just fired him. Yeah, well, I think Jason Bonnerall isn't the only problem. I think the biggest problem with the organization is the Pagulas. I don't think – I think they're horrible owners, and they just keep firing people. They're not doing a good job to take care of this team. As you can see, they had to fire 22 different staff members. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty big, and I feel like you're right. A lot of the problems that has been that I think that they have been quick to, to way too quick to fire people. So I went since they've taken over, they've had so many different coaches, like three different GMs, and I just don't feel like that's what you want an organization to do. And I feel like that is a bit of a problem. But Jason Bonnerell, he has. He hasn't really done anything since he's taken over. So I can see why some people would be happy with the firing. Yeah, and now now this it's basically for Eichel. You gotta keep Eichel because if he requests for your trade, your fans will request a trade to a different organization. Yeah. They, they they're sick of this this bullshit. It's been nine years uh, since they've made the playoffs. The last two years, they've been amazing at the start, and all of a sudden. They drive off a freaking cliff. They disappear off the map for the rest of the season. They just – the tire fired. It's it's like they're doing great. All of a sudden, Jack Eichel or someone trips and accidentally lights the tires on fire, and then it starts to burn. Yeah. I don't really know what the organization's going to do, but they have to figure something out. But I, I do – the thing with the firing is – I feel like they should have given him at least one more year because three years 
is not enough to measure how good a GM was. Three years is not enough to measure how good a draft was. I feel like they should have kept him around for one more year, see how, see how he's done. If he does bad, fire him. If he does good, maybe still fire him. I don't know, but I guess they just wanted to cut ties with him. But the problem is they better make sure that they're doing it right this time. Well, if you look at him, since when did he come on? 2017? Yeah. Since 2017, he's made some trade, bad trades, good trades. But if you look at his drafting, it's it's atrocious after the first round. Since 2017, when they've been drafted, they've only had two players play any games in the NHL. And they were both they were both in the first round. It was Rasmus Dalin and Casey Middlestad. And aside from them, they have zero games out of all uh all four all twenty yeah, all twenty-one of their draft picks. Yeah. Zero games, which is and horrible. Since the Pergulas took over in twenty eleven, the Sabres have not had any player past the second round, past the second round that's played more than a hundred games in the NHL. They've had a few second rounders. They've had a few first rounders. But no one passed the second round since 2011 when the Pergunas took over has played more than 100 games. And that is a very serious problem. Well, none none played more than 100 games for them. In 2012... No, no one. No one. Not even... It's not, and everyone that's played more has been a second rounder. But no one passed the first round has. I mean, oh, no yeah. one passed the second I thought... It, they had two first-round picks in 2012, so I thought McCabe was a third-rounder. No, McCabe is a second-rounder. So that's a yeah. really serious problem. So I can see why. And the closest person is a goalie, Linus, Linus Allmark, at 97 games. Yeah, well, I can see why they want to fire all the scouting staff. I can't see that because they clearly have a problem with it, and they could clearly use a reset here on all the scouting. Yeah, they've they've had a first and a a first overall pick and a second overall pick since 2015, and they're both incredible players. But you're gonna need more than that to build a team. Yeah, you need to build full. If you want to be good, you have to build through the draft. Very few teams build through free agency and trading. You can't. What you have to do is you have to draft well and then complement those good draft picks with other players that you've got in free agency and training. But your main core shouldn't be made out of players that you did not draft or... Yeah, yeah. like, just another team you can compare it to is the Oilers. Just ask them how because they haven't had really much good picks outside of the first round in a long time. If, If you take away top five picks of any team in the NHL, the two teams that suffer the most are the Sabres and the Oilers. Yeah. Both those teams will suck. Yeah, I know. It's really a problem. They need to figure something out. But, and I guess this could be the problem, but you don't really know. Because the guy that they did hire, Kevin Adams, is not a hockey guy. He's never had a high-up management position in hockey. He was their head of business you play he was on the business side of the organization he has played a while in the nhl but still he has never been an executive on the hockey side of a team only on the business side so yeah like, i don't know how people, that. like with 
back to what I was saying before, like with the coaching stuff, people talk about Jim Benning, how he's, he's great at drafting and stuff, but horrible at trading. Well, Buffalo, they aren't great at drafting or trading really. So, you know, or or signing free agents. So figure out your shit, Buffalo. Yeah, the one good thing Bartle did in the last few years was trade Alex Nylander for Henry Yoki Haru. Yeah, Even though I think has, has like superstar potential, they still uh, Yoki Haru has better potential, in my opinion, than Nylander because he's younger and you know I just I test like I, I don't I don't like how Nylander plays. Mm. He's the shitty Nylander. Yeah, exactly. The less favorite brother. Yeah. <laughs> they were Some of the people watching would know what it's like to be the least favorite brother. Not going to say any names, but. Yeah, I feel for your little brother. Yeah, I know. Now he's going to not listen to our podcast. He's going to start crying. I know what you're you know up on to. You know what? The only way we can get him back? Don't worry. The Sens aren't a garbage team that hasn't won a cup in 93 years. They're great. They're great. Yeah. Well, another thing that's happened is Lawrence Pilute, he's not really a big part of the organization. He's 24, but he was an RFA, and he has now decided to go sign a two-year deal in the KHL instead of actually just playing with the Sabres. Um, yep. it's a pretty big deal. And another one goes bye-bye. And the yeah. organization wins watching more. Like, watching dominate the KHL, come back in two years, sign with another team, and win the Norris Trophy. Just watch him do it. That's totally what's going to happen. So also, another huge problem with, their, with Buffalo is their goaltending. They haven't had anyone good since Ryan Miller. Like, their, their starters, Carter Hutton, like, what the fuck? It's terrible. The only goalie that's been good for them this year is Linus Olmark, and he's basically a backup. Oilers, get, like, that's why I said that the Oilers should get Matt Murray. But, I mean, not the Oilers, the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, Sabres should try and get Matt Murray. Yeah, um, nothing, Matt Murray. Uh, what the fuck is Pittsburgh doing? Uh yeah, well, speaking of Matt Murray, recently Matt Murray unfollowed the Penguins and basically all the players on their team on Instagram. If you And that can't really be an option. Like, maybe if it was just the Penguins, it's like, oh, he was on their profile and his finger slipped. But no, he unfollowed basically everybody. And Yeah, yeah. well, if, if he leaves the team, it could be another mistake they've made with the goaltending. Like I, I disagree that they pick, they shouldn't have picked the at the time Murray over Flurry was the right choice, but they've come to regret it. I actually I don't think they have. Yeah, probably they have. But now you taking the one hit, the one time wonder over the proven goaltender who's coming off a bad se- a bad season. If you were the Pittsburgh GM, I if I was a Pittsburgh GM, I would much rather pick Matt Murray over Tristan Jari. Because you don't know, Tristan Jari could be uh, Raycroft 2.0. Yeah, and Matt Murray, I don't know, he did unfollow it. So, and I feel like they're 
there has been some reports about uh, about unhappiness by him with the organization because he has he's gone on injuries recently and this year he has got a starter job taken away so I don't really know he may not even want to go back to Pittsburgh and keep in mind this is a goaltender who technically won two cups as a rookie so yeah he won two cups. He was amazing during the playoffs. He was great. Him and Flurry together. Like he, he's a great goalie. He's just on a bad year. And I really don't think you should give up on him because I feel he's gonna keep improving. And I think he's a much better choice over Jari. And it shouldn't even be a question. But now your Pittsburgh's giving up room for another team to get a solid goalie. And um, if Flurry was really good. If Frederick Anderson was a free agent this year, I'd want the Leafs to pursue Murray. Yeah, he could be a steal. Um, I don't really know. In the end, it's up to Pittsburgh, but I really feel like they're going to pick Jari. But another thing that they could do is they could – Seattle might – will probably take one of them if they don't figure this out soon, so – yeah, well, I don't think there's gonna be a expansion draft, or they'll just be called the Seattle during the expansion draft. And yeah, and the Seattle selects from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Matt Murray. Welcome to the Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year, Matt Murray, yeah, two eighty nine. Goals against Harrington, 899 save percentage. Yeah, which isn't good, but he was injured for a lot of the time. And also, you know, sometimes goalies have bad years. Look at John Gibson right now. He's a top five goalie. He didn't have a good year. He's John also Gibson, on. A- I'd say John Gibson's the best goalie in the league. Right. Not right now. Yes, right now. John Gibson, best goalie. I it's probably I would have to disagree with that. If you're going over ignoring this year, because before this year, I would say the best goalie is Sergei Bobrovsky. But now, no, after I, would, year, I still would have said John Gibson. I, John Gibson, I had him at number three before. He slipped to number five. Mm. Or slipped to number four. I got Hellebuck. Um, I got Vasilevsky. And... I I had Gibson there, but I just I I don't know. He's just he he had a terrible year. Look, he's on the Ducks. He still had a terrible year. He had a similar year to Frederick Anderson. I would categorize them quite similar. I think Gibson's a bit better, but they are very similar. They they've been doing really good with bad defenses, and this year they kind of had a shitty year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say Anderson had the worst year than. Gibson, but yeah, well, yeah, but it, it's it's hard to measure that because they're on two completely different teams. Um, another goalie that I think has really slipped off, like we mentioned last episode, Braden Holpe. Um, garbage. He's yeah. he's he's out of his prime. Yeah, if I was the Capitals, I'd go with Sam Sonoff here, but. That's. I feel like that's a topic for another day, closer to free agency. But yeah, I really hope not mess with them. But like back to the Buffalo thing, 
Buffalo, this could be their opportunity to sweep in. Just take, but I also feel like it will depend on who can take over this playoffs. Because in the playoffs, they should just go with the hot goalie. At the start, they should just run a tandem, and whichever goalie he does better, they just roll with them till the end. That's what they did with Murray and Flurry, and it worked. They got two cups in it, so they just do that. And whichever goalie ends up taking over in the playoffs, I say they end up keeping. Yeah, that's true. Because also, there's a lot of free agent goalies this year. Like, you got Robin Leonard, who I think is a top five goalie, but I think he needs to play more games a year to show it. Um, he's like a top seven goal, actually. Um, and then you got Murray or Jari. You got Mark Strom. They're RFAs, so. Yeah, they are RFAs, but, you know, it's still, like, uh, Leonard isn't an RFA. I think he's going to get paid. I don't know if he wants to wait another year to come to Toronto, but, um, yeah. Yeah. There are some. I can't really look at them because I don't have elite prospects training them, but there are a bunch of good, good. The only um, problem with Pittsburgh is they, I don't, um, I think Jari's younger than Murray, and I think they should probably go with the younger goalie because they should go with the younger goalie. It depends on the situation because right now it doesn't look like they're going to be going anywhere really. For, for some time. Like, Murray's only one year older than Jari. He's Murray's 26 and Jari's 25. But you know what? I, based on age and stuff, I think they should go with Murray just because he's the more proven goaltender. He's shown he could do it in the playoffs. And I think it mostly depends on how he does this playoffs. But as long as he can keep a steady pace, get the starting job in the playoffs, I think if they don't keep him, they're fools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's a tough decision, though. One of the toughest jobs is being a GM. So, yeah, I don't really know it. So, but Pittsburgh better handle this situation, right? Because Pitt, I don't remember. I wasn't born, but Pittsburgh, they used to be really bad. And a lot, and Pittsburgh fans have kind of gone used to being good. They're kind of gone, like, drunk with all the power of it. But I know what's happened if they're bad again, they could lose a lot of fans. So it's a lot of pressure to be good. I really don't – Crosby's not going away soon. So he still has a while left, but they better make good use of it and make the right decision here. Yeah. Um, There's a lot. Well, and talking about the playoffs, it has recently been reported – that the playoffs will start on July 30th. Yeah, that is – that's good news. Um, yeah, I'm it's really, good to have a date. Yeah, I'm really hoping that, that it will actually happen because it's good that they set a date. They're, they're getting into phase two testing. There have been some tests. We'll talk about that later. But um, it's good they have a date, and it's good that they need to bring the players back to start, like, the training camp soon to get ready for it. Um. I think if if you get like it could last until uh, start middle of September, probably end of September, and then you start the season maybe in December, or January. Like yeah, uh, some good news for the Leafs though is that Josh Anderson will probably not be back until September. 
Yeah, that's good for the Leafs. Uh, bad for Columbus. Yeah, he's a pretty big part of their team. He's been injured for a while, so that could be good for the Leafs. And yeah, Leafs are missing Andreas Janssen, which I think Anderson would have a bigger impact than Janssen. But yeah, yeah. Well, another thing, like you said, with the COVID nineteen, recently there has been a bit of an outbreak in between the NHL with it. In fact. The Lightning actually have to close their training facility because so many players and staff got it. It just spread right through the they team. Had, they had three players that got it and two staff that were tested positive for it. I only think they're finding out the test now because they're testing more like the Leafs, Austin Matthews, Leaf fans around the world panicking, really hoping this doesn't last for a long time yeah. because we need Austin Matthews. Uh Weird how he was living with Frederick Anderson, who tested negative. They're no longer living together, but that's weird how that's only of, one of them had. Yeah, it is kind of weird, though. It's an interesting situation. But the Lightning, I really don't find it surprising because in Florida, the numbers have been super high. I think yesterday, in the, yesterday they had over 2,000 new cases. That's so much. To put into context, the most uh, cases Ontario's gotten in one day is around 650. It's because people in Florida, in the States, they're basically acting like the pandemic is over, but it's not. It's still going strong. And the reason why it isn't over because all these dumbasses that just keep going on like, oh, I'm going to go out coronavirus is over, and then they get COVID-19. It's like, use your brain. Yeah, and I'm not... Uh, it, it seemed like coronavirus was losing its it, – coronavirus had a 2-1 lead in the series. They got it back to uh, – the, the world tied it at 2-2, and then idiots of the U.S. brought it up to 3-2, and it, the series might end. Yeah. Well, it's like, only in the U.S. and a lot of parts around the world. They're basically getting back to normal, but just in the U.S., it's back to normal. But it shouldn't be because there's still so many cases, and people – all right. Yeah. Well, it, it's not terrible compared, like, compared to the MLB. It's a disaster. There's so many different training facilities closing down. Most of the teams have cases, which is not good. And yeah. I don't well, think the MLB is a whole other gong show with all the negotiations. They just can't agree on anything. Yeah. Uh, slowly failing. Yeah. On the MLB, they better get done soon because the league did propose a 60-game season. That would be so different because in the MLB, they normally have 162 games. Part of the thing with it is in the MLB, rarely there's a surprise team that isn't supposed to be in the playoffs that gets it because the season's so long. Like, you could literally have, like, a 20-game win streak and still not even come close to playoffs. In the NHL, if you have a 20-game win streak, you should make the playoffs. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Let's hear the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Well, I don't know. COVID's taken over the game. I really – because there's been rumors and reports that the season could possibly just be canceled, which would I'm be not, not I good. I don't know if that would be such a bad thing. I, and then they could just cancel and start again in October. The only thing is that a lot of – the NHL would lose a lot of money. But I really don't like – 
how they might just completely change the schedule. And I really do not know if that's such a great the idea. The only problem with canceling the season is a lot of teams like the Leafs would get fucked over because you don't have Tyson Berry next year. You don't have maybe Kyle Clifford because he can't sign him. You don't have all these players. And it's really annoying because it's also bad for the Bruins because this was like their final year. Rask is retiring after this year. They might lose. Uh, I don't know if he – I don't think Rask will. And he said he'd retire on his contract. No. To the Rask, if you're listening to our podcast, you better retire after this season, okay? Yeah, just to get the Leafs. Yeah, it's a it's a paradox. It's it's rigged by Gary Bettman, Tuka Rask, and Patrice Bergeron. They are simulations run by Ber- uh, Bettman just to fuck with the Leafs. Yeah, cause the cause yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's been a lot of news this week because most of the time during this quarantine, it's been a bit dull for me. But recently, there's been a not like the Botterill fire and the Murray unfollowing, a lot of other small news. So, yeah. And then, well, and some good news, though. The Golden Knights managed to lock up Ryan Reeves for two years and it's $1.7 million per year, which I think is a good thing. Reeves is a very valuable contributor. He's one of the last of a dying breed of enforcers, but he does it well, and he's a very valuable piece for any team. Yeah, I I like Ryan Reeves. He's a, he's, he seems like a great guy, but uh, I just don't like him beating up on all my players. Um, I really hope he doesn't do that. But it's that's good. He's good. For a player like Reeves, if you don't like him, that's good because that's what he wants. He, that means he did his job. Yeah, you should fear him. If Ryan Reeves is on, on the ice and you're more scared to go after somebody, that means that he's done good. Yep. True. Yeah, like last year, he, this year he only got 15 points in 71 games, but he's more than that. And also in the dressing room too, a lot of those goons and stuff, they're great dressing room guys because they're actually very nice guys in real life. They're like, they're like, they hype up the team because that's what they do on the ice. They're losing, they beat the crap out of someone, and then their team gets energized and scores a few goals. Yeah, exactly. That's what – I want someone on – if I was the GM of a team, I would want someone like Ryan Reeves on my team. And good for Vegas managing to lock him up early. And $1.7 that's a pretty good – that's not too expensive, and I like that deal. Yeah. It's a good cheap deal. What was it, 2.2 you said? 1.7. And before his cap, it was 2.7, so that's a pretty big – yeah, and that 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 means that maybe that's good for the Leafs because that means they'll be paying Kyle Clifford because Kyle Clifford probably get paid less than Reeves, maybe one point four if they sign him, one point five. I don't know if if my personal opinion. I love Clifford, but I don't think the Leafs should sign him, as I think we should save our cap and try and get like a defenseman like T.J. Brody or maybe look, yeah, like someone like that. Yeah, maybe. So I know it's tough, you. But yeah, that is. I feel like the Leafs should get Clifford though, because he provides some much-needed sandpaper that they lost when they traded Kadri, which wasn't a pretty good trade. So 
but I feel like that Clifford is a guy that they that the Leafs should sign. Although, although we do have players like Kapanen stepping up and becoming the mm-hmm. jerk on our team to beat up everyone on the other team. Like you yeah. see flat glimpses of it, and I like that because Kapanen's already a really good fast player. He can score. He he needs to improve his puck control, but if he can improve his puck control and become that player, he could be like Kadri. Yeah, and that's something that would be very good for Elias. Yeah, a, a, a faster, more disciplined Nazem Kadri. I would love that on my team. Yeah, Kavanaugh can turn into that. He, he would be way worse his contract. So I would love if that He could maybe turn into like a Matthew Kachuk type guy. Matthew Kachuk, you hate playing against him. You love him if he's on your team. His goal is for you to get a penalty or you to do something stupid or to piss you off and to make you mad, to make you screw up. Because if he does that, he did his job. Also, he can score. As you see, he had that really nice moving through the legs goal. He's got a lot of skill. So... Yeah, Kaplan, and he's good. So he, if he steps up and turns into that type of player, especially in the playoffs, then yeah, the Leafs won't really need Clifford anymore and stuff. But yeah, he would be good. So yeah, though hopefully that's just saying if the NHL does return, you never know what could happen. But the way that they should. You return is they should just treat COVID 19 as an injury, sort of like with the WWE because they've been going on through this entire thing. And, and what they've been doing, someone did get coronavirus, but they just treated it like an injury, isolated them, and kept on going. But how many, but if the season does get shut down a second time, it's not getting back up. So they need to make sure that if they do it, they do it right, but they can't take too much time. I say that if they can't get the season started by August 10th, they should just cancel it all together. Yeah, and I would be so pissed off. I would flip my – I would flip my – I would be so angry for, like, three days, and then I'd be like, okay, this was a smart decision. Yeah, I know. Started, I would. I'd be so angry. And then when we lose next year in the playoffs, I'd be so angry. I'd be like, okay, well, we would have won last year if the stupid coronavirus didn't end the season. The stupid coronavirus? Yeah. You know, we would be watching the Leafs in the cup final. Well, we would be, be at the cup parade right now if people didn't eat bats. No, don't eat bats, everybody. Yeah, helpful suggestion, don't eat bats. Mm-hmm. That's just for everybody. So let this be a lesson for our uh, ten or fifteen or twenty listeners or whatever. Don't eat bats. It's oh, not a hey, good idea. Don't say that. You know we have international viewership. Everybody, we are basically an international brand. Because if you didn't know, we have listeners from France. Our listener from France, shout out to you. We love you. We are an international brand now. Yep. International. International. The Broken Twig International Podcast with your host, Noah Van Hursty.
Oh yeah. Sounds nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds, it's got, it's got flow. It sounds beautiful. Uh, the Broken Twig Inter International, that's like a $500 billion name right there. So, I mean, you know, you yeah. guys, you guys should view it, make sure other people view it because when we get big, you can be like, oh, we were the first viewers of the Broken yeah. Twig podcast. Everyone be like, oh my God, you're so cool. You're so great. Look at them. The first viewer, or viewer, listener of the Broken Twig podcast. It's when they just started and... It's the year before the Leafs won the cup. Wow, were they clueless of that? Yeah, I know. Leafs are going to win the cup in the next two years, either this year or next year. I don't guarantee. No, you're it. being a biased Leafs fan, but I still agree with you. I'm being a biased Leafs fan, but I really think they have the team to win it this year. They mm -hmm. should win the cup. This they should be able to win the cup this year. It, as yeah. long as they get past if. Frederick Anderson plays like Frederick Anderson and they get past Tampa, the Leafs win the cup. I I promise. Well, I don't I guarantee. And if it doesn't guarantee? happen and if it doesn't happen, it's Batman's fault. You yell at Batman. Yeah. You go to his house, scream at him, you say, Screw you, Batman, you rigged it. The Leafs were supposed to win the cup. Uh Hursty on the Broken Twig podcast told me so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're on this podcast we promote complaining because we are Leafs fans yep <laughs> by the way if you haven't seen if you don't follow Instagram you probably haven't seen it but I did make an all disappointment team and you should check it up out it's also cat friendly everybody follow me on cat friendly noble night for more mock trades and stuff some I will post the Instagram but yeah. And I think I think the coach of that all disappointment team should be Nobs as he disappointed both of us as he screwed up the recording. Big disappointment. Yeah. I know I did. If you didn't notice at the start we act this is actually kind of the second take cuz at the, we were filming we were recording for like 20 minutes and then we were just talking and then I realized that I actually forgot to hit record. <laughs> so, yeah. And we actually yeah. missed a lot of good stuff. So, yeah, you, you can blame it on me. I, I will be the coach of all disappointment team. I've disappointed us all. Yeah, and you will be fired by the Pagulas in a day. Don't worry. Yeah. It won't take long before they fire you and screw up the disappointment team even more by trading uh, their players for Martin Marincin and their players – Martin Marincin, Tobias Reeder, Nathan Horton, David Clarkson, their new top four players. And all of a sudden, oh my God, it's Jeff Skinner scoring 130 points in 80 games. Wow. Yeah. He gets traded to he gets traded to the Rangers, plays with Panarin, all of a sudden does amazing. Yep. That's just how it works. How it works when you're a Sabres fan. No, we're making fun of Sabres a lot here. So, Sabres fan, you know, like, we should do something for them. I know just in case we have any Sabres fan, they're listening to this. We don't want them to be like, oh, no, I don't want to listen to this, blah, blah, blah. They've been playing my team. So, you know, Sabres fans, we love you. And Jack you know, Island is really good. If we, if we get to 100 downloads by Monday, 
which I don't think will happen. But if we do, I will buy a billboard in Toronto that says, fire the Pagulas. <laughs> can't fire them, just like we're talking about with Melnick, but they can sell the No, stuff. yeah. If, if we get 100 downloads by 12 to midnight tonight. Well, uh, midnight, yeah. well when oh, we upload midnight, this on, yeah. on Sunday. We're, yeah, we're uploading on Sunday. So midnight Sunday, so Monday. If I get if we get a hundred downloads by then, I will try my best to buy a billboard, or I will put up posters that say "Fire the Pagulas." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, making peace with the Buffalo fans. Now, can you send us Daleen, please? Yeah, we'll give you. First, we'll first give you Andreas Janssen. We'll give you Kerfoot. We'll give you whatever. Just not from our top four. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what would be a big, bat, a great move for the Sabers? They trade Jack Eichel for um for for Jonathan Drew in the seven, like the guy on on Cat Friendly said last yeah, episode. I was about to say, you know what? You should trade Jack Eichel to the Leafs, or you should trade him for Drew, but not just Jonathan. For Drew. But the thing is, Jack Eichel, he's not as good as Drew. He needs to get up to the level of Drew, so that's why they have to add in the seventh round pick. Yeah. Speaking of cap friendly, do you think it's time to look at some mock trades or do you have some other news to talk about? I think we can look at some more mock Actually, trades. No, some news, a news that I do want to talk about first up is that if you didn't know, a documentary will be made about by the Red Wings about their 2019-20 season. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't not- suck as much as they did this year. Uh, that really doesn't. That's some Draymond Green type stuff. The self-proclaimed best defenseman, of, uh, best defenseman in the league. The self-proclaimed Red Wings are gonna make a definitely non-biased video or movie documentary about their season and how much of a joke they are. Yeah. Stevie Y, though, he knows what he's doing. In a few years, when the Red Wings are Cup champions again, he's gonna be laughing in our face, but. That documentary, though. Yeah. It was tough. We sucked. We had 26 points. We didn't know what to do. So then we decided to trade and hope that we don't suck and become like the Sabres. Well, yeah, yeah. We heard the haves and sends were complete garbage. And we had to make Nob's little brother feel better. So we had to make sure to, uh, like... And all the Sens fans to, and have fans, all those loser fans, we gotta make them feel better. So we gotta lose on purpose. You know, Andres, Anthony, see you. You have to play shit all year, and then we'll trade you. All you guys play garbage, and then we could trade you. Okay? So then we gotta make the Sens feel better because, uh, yeah, we gotta get them two high picks, but it, we gotta make them feel better and make them think that they didn't just come last. Okay? They're not that horrible. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you gotta make, feel bad because the NHL—it's a losers' league, so that's what they have to do. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, by the way, speaking of our podcast, on our website you can now click shop for a fun little surprise. Yeah, we got some special stuff—a special surprise there. So yeah, um, you know, Sens fans and Buffalo Sabres fans could see Sympathize a lot. They both have the worst owners in the league. Yeah. It could be a like, meetup. And the Rangers. 
James Dolan have like a meet up. It's like, yeah, you. I was just about to say the Knicks and the Rangers. Those fans, you meet up with the Sabres and the Sens fans, and you start a rally, marching through your streets. Fire Dolan, Melnick, and the Pagulas. Fire Dolan, Melnick, and the Pagulas. Oh, you can't really fire. You have to quit because they're the owners. Yeah, it has a bit of a nice ring to it. Kind of like it. Fire Dolan, uh, Melnick, and the Pagulas. Dolan, Melnick, you know, yeah. That's a, well, the Pagulas, like, they have been pretty good for the Bills, though, because they do also own the Buffalo Bills of the NFL, and the Bills have been doing pretty good, so. Yeah, well, Melnick, he, like, saved the sense, but basically what he did is he picked up the team out of the rink trash can and then just dropped them in a dumpster fire. So. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for him, though, the Sens wouldn't be in Ottawa anymore, so the Sens man can't thank him for that. I think the Sens won't be in Ottawa anymore anyways. I don't yeah. think the players, like, what they keep doing is they draft players, they wait for the players to get good, the players need to get paid. Like, the fan favorites, they're like, oh, bye. Like, John Gabriel Peugeot is a fan favorite. He's gone. They got rid of all the fan favorites, except for Batman, who's probably going to leave in the offseason. Um, yeah. Now they just yeah. have to rely on Cody Goldbooth to be the favorite because they don't have anyone else. Cody nope. Goldbooth's gone. He's on the Red Wings now. So, well, yeah. yeah. They even let go of Cody go. <laughs> yeah, the Red Wings made some big waiver claims with Cody Goldboof and Leafs legend Dmitro Timoshov, who I actually really liked, but yeah. Yeah, but the Keith didn't, so he went bye-bye. Yeah. That was a close – yeah. Well, because that was really underrated. Thomas Shabbat, he carries the sense. He regularly – Plays oh almost thirty minutes a night. He get he's he's a sixty point defenseman. He's so good. He's also good defensively, all while playing with third liners. The Suns next. This is the Suns blue line. Besides Thomas Schwann, they have Thomas Schwann and they have Mark Florimacki, Andreas Englund, Ron Hainsey, Mike Riley, Christopher Woolman, and Nikita Zaitsev. And of all those people, I can't think of one player that would be that would not be on the third pairing or a healthy scratch on any other team besides okay. like the Red whoa. whoa, 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 whoa. Ron Hainsey is a top pairing defenseman. According I, to Mike Babcock. If you dare say that again, you're gonna be disrespected. Also, other news. More talking about incredible Leafs defensemen. Roman Polak said playing like Playing for the Stars is like a prison. So. No, that's because he was regularly healthy scratch. And Andre Sekera also said that he regularly wondered what he was doing on the Stars. Because the Stars, they have many defensemen just like Polak and Sekera. And they really didn't get much of a chance. Because the Stars, they have like eight or nine NHL defensemen. And there's not really enough room for them. So they just end up getting healthy scratch and just not played and not pay attention to. Well, yeah, I guess Polak just backed up too far into his goalie and then the Stars won't let him out. He's just stuck there on the bench. Yeah, on the bench. Story of your life, Kirsty. Yeah, you're right. Bender, Definitely the story of my life. Riding the pine. 
you know what? I'm okay with being a bench warmer because at least I play triple, I mean, junior A, and I'm better than Shane Wright. So I think we all know that, and yeah. Okay, well, Nothing. I know, you know, I'm not making any assumptions here, but I have more NYHL points than Connor McDavid. So, you know, yeah. not gonna, not saying who's better, but I've just laid out the facts on the table. Yeah, I have more points in the GTHL as a defenseman than Connor McDavid. So yeah. get your garbage ass out of the league. You're, yeah, you're, Connor you're McDavid, Connor McDavid is your grocery a sick. Yeah. yeah, Connor McDavid, talk about all the Oilers bust. Connor McDavid's probably the biggest one of all. Yeah, like, come on. I have more points in the GTHL in 2020 than Connor McDavid has in, like, the last five years. Come on. Like that, yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's horrible. He's yeah, I'm I think I on Instagram saying, our Kevin Panarin's been the biggest disappointment this year. Last year he had seventy-eight points on Columbus. This year he didn't get a he didn't get a single point for them. He didn't get a single point for Columbus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like that's just like Taylor Hall kind of. It's similar because Taylor Hall, Arizona's like, oh my God, we're we're a good team. We have a, a best goalie in the league right now. Let's get Taylor Hall. They got Taylor Hall, and now they're just like. Okay, we got Taylor Hall. Now let's stop trying. Yeah. Also, New Jersey got a bigger, the biggest overpayers ever. Biggest who? Biggest people will be screwed if there's no playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning. They gave up way too much for Blake Coleman and Barclay Goudreau. New Jersey got a bigger return for Blake Coleman than they did for Taylor Hall. I know. Kind of sad, but they, they're horrible. Their their organization's a joke. Um, they, they they have they gave up their pick. They're stupid. But they got a first round pick at a Barclay Goudreau, like a third liner at best. I know. So, congrats, you Tampa. You overpaid. Well, I guess that that's what they needed, though. So yeah, they they might win the cup. So. If they do, they can laugh at us and say that we suck. So instead of us laughing at them and saying that they suck. Yeah. Anyways, now I think it's time for us to go and look at the dumbest mock trades on Pat Friendly. Prepare yep. your ears and prepare your brains because you're going to lose a lot of brain cells. Yep. Well, first, ears, first we you go. Uh, prepare your ears. You're about to hear some Steve Dangle type screaming. Well, firstly, though, I just want to bring up a tray, a mock trade that I made. And I just want to see if you, if you think that this trade is good. I just want to like see. I, I just made it. I, I know it may be bad, but just see. I'm just fine trying to find it. But okay, while you're looking for it. I'm going. I found no, I some found more. It here. This is my trade. It's first move for arms. I know a lot of people are saying that this trade is not that good, but I'm, I don't. So the trade, it's between the Sabres and the Penguins. So it's Rasmus Ristolainen and Casey Middlestat for Matt Murray, Jack Johnson, and Jared McCann. 
Okay, I like that trade. It's good. Only problem is, uh, Jared McCann's a forward, right? Yeah. Yeah, they might need to give up a bit more just because Matt Murray is – it would be an RFA contract. So, they, they it's not a guarantee they get him. I think they might have to add in like a fourth or a third-round pick for that. No, I don't think so. Well, Jack Johnson's just like a cap dunk, dunk to make it even. And Matt Murray, though, he probably will sign with them. And the reason why I think that this is good – I'll give you the reasons why for both teams. The reason why I think it's good for Buffalo is because Buffalo, they get a goalie, which they need, and then they can – and then Leas Olmark, he can be their backup, and then they can find something else to do with Carter Hutton. They can, like, train away, give up – or buy him out or something. And then also Jared McCann, I feel like he could be a really good player. I feel like it, a great line would be Jared McCann, Jack Eichel, and then either Skinner or Olafson. I feel like that line can be very good. Because Jack Eichel and, like, either Skinner or Olofsson, whoever he's playing with, they can just be feeding the puck. Eichel can just be feeding the puck to him. Well, Jared McCann plays the Zach Hyman role and gets all the pucks and stuff while still being able to contribute pretty well offensively. Like, Jared McCann, he's that, he's a grinder type player, but he still managed to get 35 points in 66 games this year. Yeah, well, not the middle stat, though. That, that would help his career a lot because if he played with Sidney Crosby, insta 60 points, 70 points, like 20, 30 goals. So that could revitalize his career, save his career, his young career. Yeah, and Ristlein, I feel like he would do he would do well in the Penguin system. Sure, like in all offense, no defense. But the Penguins, they do need defense. And, and also he, like in that high-flying system, middle – Ristolin could thrive in that and, and do really well. Yeah. And so if you guys ever have any, we're going to, we'll post on our Instagram story for, for people to make mock trades on the Instagram story and send it to us. Just just make a trade and send it to us and we'll tell you what we think of it. Yeah, just DM us your mock trades and we and in the next episode, we may tell, us, tell you what we think of that trade. Yeah. Well, now we just got over your pretty good trade. Let's go check out the bad ones. This one so is we're gonna... feedback or changes. So they clearly want feedback, so let's give them some. So this trade, it's Max Domi for Brandon Sutter, Tony Utenin, Matthew Theisen, and a fourth-round pick. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't heard of either of those players, but it's – and if they are – good prospects it's like i've heard of decent i've heard his name before but i don't really know much about either of them it's an okay trade um i don't know if montreal is gonna do that just because they need forwards um yeah i don't i don't think that montreal would trade max Domi. he's in heart and soul type of guys don't yeah, yeah. heart and soul that wants to play for the leafs <laughs> so well, next, let's go for another one. Ooh, this one. Uh, I, I want to go this trade for Eichel first. Detroit and Buffalo. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> it's not as bad. I read the first part, and I, the first player I saw was Robbie Fabry, and I was like, this is not going to be good. No, but it's not. It's, it's Jack Eichel from Robbie Fabry, Michael Rasmussen, a third-round pick, and a first-round pick. That is not uh, – it's okay. You know what? I won't completely roast this guy. I 
It's basically. Okay, now I'm gonna roast you got for that name, but can't completely make fun of it because it's not horrible. Let's get some horrible traits so I can get back. Wait, wait. The pick, the pick though, it's probably gonna be top ten, so that's good. Yeah, so um, that, but it's 2022. I didn't even realize that. So I, that's not a good pick because the thing is, it's 2022. So who knows? By then, the Red Wings could be. Like Stanley Cup contenders, so I don't get why you do that for 2022. And Buffalo, I don't think okay. they want a 2022 pick. They want no. something they can get right away that could help Eichel right away. So they want to get like a 2020 pick. Yeah. So I got two Oilers trades. I want to make. It's by Oilers fan one two three. Oh, this is great. Right now you know it's gonna be a biased trade. Uh, no, it's that the first one's the nothing trade. It's a Benning for a fifth and a seventh. This one's. Oilers for Ottawa, and it's oh, it's just like another like nothing trade. Yeah, these are these are these are okay trades. I'm I'm okay with that. Oh, this is Buffalo for Jack. Um, oh no, this has nothing to do with the Oilers. Never mind. Um, well, this one all, all all the trades are like tiny trades, but he has like oh, I think this is a good trade. Uh, Oilers and what the hell? Uh, it's just the least and okay, I don't want to look at those. Um here, I'll find one. How about this one? one trade fills both team needs. It's Winnipeg Columbus. This could be good. Yeah. Ooh. Seth Jones in a third for Kyle Connor. That's a nice trade. Yeah. I, I think know. I don't know if Columbus would do that. They might not give up a third for that. I think you could do like a one. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kyle O'Connor is pretty overrated, though. He's really not that good at defense. I feel like okay, but he's gonna score forty goals a year. So I don't know. Overrated. I think he's underrated. I, don't, I, I just don't really see. It. I don't know. Uh, I guess you could. This trade. I just feel like I feel like Connor would not mess with Torts at all. They're not. The type of he's not the type of player Torch would like. I feel like this would just end up being one of those trades where Torch just doesn't play Connor, plays him on like the third line. He gets mad and they just end up trading him. So I just don't really feel like this is a good trade because I just don't. Connor okay. does not fit. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think this is a good trade, but yeah, whatever. Right, well, next, this one's called feedback or changes. So let's give this guy some feedback. It's by Josh Five So he wants back. Wait, where is that? I can't even wait, find it. We already one. did this one. Um, okay, so, yeah. oh, wait, I meant this is another one. It's Domi Happy at center, M Montreal, and then Happy with size. So, since my Habs fan's still waiting, let's see. It's Anthony Manza, Max Domi, and a four. That is a horrible trade. If you were Detroit, you say, get the f out of here. That's a horrible trade. I'm sorry. Anthony Manta was on. He was going to have a career year this year. He was going to get 80 points, in my opinion. I thought on, he was. On a horrible <laughs> Detroit Red Wings team. Well, yeah. Very physical presence. And Max Domi, I get that he's good. But this is just not Anthony Manta. Why? I don't see why Detroit would trade him. He's the type of player that they need. Even stuff. So I just don't. This is just a dumbass trade. Like, oh my God. Habs fans still waiting? That's another biased trade by a Habs fan. Habs fans still waiting? Why don't you trade? 
your team for a bag of garbage because that's what they're worth. Uh, new Buffalo GM needs to do something by Josh Hagstrom. Um, what the hell? Why is this dude obsessed with Tony Utnin? Um, what the hell is this? Rasmus Ristlin for Tyler Myers, Tony Utnin, and third round pick. In my opinion, Tyler Myers is very overrated. He's a third-pairing defenseman at best, and he's making $6 million. That's such a bad deal. That's such an overpaying Tony Union. He's a C-plus prospect. And the third-round pick, I get that Rasmus Ristolainen doesn't have a lot of trade value, and he's not that good defensively. But still, like, I don't get This is a dumbass trade. Why don't you – oh, my God. I thought they were good, Josh Haggins, so after that what other trade that was like. And then you're like, oh, and then you show your true colors. No, come on. You really have to let me down like that? No, um, sorry to take away from you, but uh, I just saw two leaf trades. I decided to click on one, and this one is quite hilarious. Uh, so why don't you come look at it? It says, Leafs need cap relief. Right. It's not bad of a trade, but it's so unrealistic. Just why? It's Philip Schlappick and the Islanders' first-round pick that the Sens have, so probably like 15th or 16th, for William Nylander. I don't get why. This doesn't make sense for either team. It's another trade where some people could argue with it. That's even. But this doesn't make sense for either team. Philip Schlappick, he's a young prospect. He could be good. Why would Ottawa trade First-round pick. Ottawa should keep on their picks. And then I don't get it. Toronto's not rebuilding. Ottawa is rebuilding. Why would they do this trade, dumbass? 95. It's like, come on. This is a bad trade. Why don't you actually think it's true? Oh, my God. All right, well, let's do another one. Okay, uh, this is uh, Leafs uh, Vegas trade. I think this is a pretty good no, trade. No, this one's under Leafs and Columbus. What the, what the fuck? This has to be a joke. This has to be a joke. Uh. <laughs> Andreas Johnson, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, or Jonathan Marshall, Chandler Stevenson, and Paul Stasny. I think this is a pretty good trade. And wait, this is also by Dan the Goat. Dan the Goat, again, remember last time Dan the Goat, he did that other trade, that other really bad trade. Dan the Goat, get your life together and learn about hockey. Oh, my God. This is one of the dumbest. no way he seriously thought that this is a good trade. What? Matthews, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even trade Matthews or Marner for those three players combined. I know. Dan the Goat. I think Dan the Goat, 268. Yeah, more like Dan the Complete Moron with no friends, 268. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> okay, well, we just found our title. Matthews and Marner for absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. And also, to make this trade even worse, it would mean that Vegas is now $10 million over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh my damn God. The dumbass. Not damn the. Oh, oh my God. What is this? Oh, okay. Eichel to Pittsburgh now. Now we're getting off that garbage stuff. This is by a dame. Let's see it. Okay. I don't see this happening. No way this happens. Eichel for Chris Letang and Matt Murray? No. Chris Letang's. Uh, Pittsburgh's top defensemen, so I just don't really see this. And then Matt Murray, I have suggested in the past with the 
Buffalo does get Matt Murray, but that's this trade and maybe equal, but it's one of those trades where it's equal, but just doesn't really seem like it, like Hey, uh do you remember Saint Dennis thirteen? Oh yeah, I remember him. Well, he made an Eichel to Edmonton trade. Oh, it's the one we already we already looked at it, I think. Right, Whatever. Well, this one, um, this oh, 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 damn the goat is back for more. Please comment your thoughts. I think it's a really good trade. Vegas in Colorado. Oh, wow. Wow. I am very surprised. This is not a horrible trade. It's Logan Couture. Well, it's a horrible trade. It's, it's, it's really biased, but this time it's biased towards the Sharks. What? Huh? Couture and for William Carlson and Max Pacioretty. What the? Oh, my God. Damn, God. Wait, did we? I feel like we went over that before, like last week. How do we find new trades? Here, I have one. I have another one here. It's called Sen Sol 1C. So, let's see. So, it's Alexander Barkov for Logan Brown, two first, and a third. What the hell? Why would they do this? Uh, why would the Panthers trade? Oh, my God. This is such a dumb trade. And how about and it's the 2021 first 2020 Yeah, how about Ottawa instead of trading all their first round picks to get Barkov? How come they they don't just draft one? How come they just don't draft like Tim Stutzler, Quinton Byfield? Like, come on, Frankie Five's another bad invite. Like on no one ground. Okay. Oh my god. Well, I just found a uh, Winnipeg, Minnesota trade. It's by a Minnesota fan. Ooh, I like this. I like this. Dumba for Ehlers. Straight up one for one. Hmm. Dumba for Ehlers. I don't know. It's a nice trade, but if I was Winnipeg, uh, I think no, I would, I would take that. that. Winnipeg does need some help on the defense. Dumba isn't a bad player. Like, Ehlers, he's been in Winnipeg for a while, but I don't know. Okay, that was a good trade. Now I'm going to look at another one by Raswell. It's Winnipeg – I mean, Minnesota-Pittsburgh – it is okay. Donato, Menel, Brennan Menel, Adam Beckman, and a first and second round pick for Murray. But the thing is, the picks, it's 2022 first and a 2021 second round pick. And so I, the thing with this is I don't see why Minnesota would trade their 2022 first round pick because I feel like if Minnesota's smart – by 2022, they should be a bad team and they should be rebuilding. But obviously, they won't be. But I feel like Minnesota. I feel instead of trading 2022 first round pick for them, I'd actually rather trade the 2020 first round pick. But also, I feel like they are like um uh, I'm not, actually I don't. This isn't a bad trade though. Okay, well now it looks like this is definitely going to be a bad trade. It's a Subban for Petrie. Oh. Oh, my God. Petrie in a third for Subban and Ty Smith. Uh, I don't like that. If I'm Montreal, I'm not doing that. It's bad. Not a good trade. Um, one more. One more here. Uh, where, where was, what was I going to do? Let's patch some holes. Oilers. What the f- What is this? Oh my God! Oh, this is a, this is a Edmonton bias at its finest. The dumbest trade I've ever seen. Nugent Hopkins, Jesse Puliarvi, and Matthew Cairns for Ryan Strom, 
Adam Fox, Vitaly Kravtsov, Leas Anderson, a first-round pick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Adam Fox is worth more than those three. Oh, my God. Adam Fox is going to be a superstar in three years. Okay, let's go on a rant for a bit. Let's just, like, say, so... Okay, so First what all, are you thinking? Are people all, dumb? Okay, Ryan Strom, he has the same amount of trade. I'd say he pretty much has the same amount of trade value as Ryan Utahotten. That's a one for one. And then, But then that means that you're basically saying that Jesse Pugliarvi and Matthew Cairns has the same amount of trade value as Adam Fox, Lisa Anderson, Vitaly Krasov, and the first round pick. No, they do not, okay? Can you just research and stuff? Think about, you know, uh, parents always say, think before you ask. Yeah, you should think before you post something, all right? Because it's true. It doesn't make any sense. And I really hope that Whatever the hell it. this person is smoking, I would like a try of that. Yeah, what the read, hell is... Let's read the comments on this. How do you find the comments? Hold on. I see... So this person, he commented and tried to justify it. So he said, so someone said, the Oilers clearly win this thing. They get a two seed, clearly not better than Nuge, but functional. Fox, who is a good young demon, a boomer bust player as Anderson, a good future prospect in the first for a really good two seed, a boomer bust player, and a player who will never make it to the NHL. And then the thread started, they replied, listen, you have Pugliarvi comparable to Anderson, which about 10 trades on him involving him, no one else does. It's possible the Oilers win this trade anyways, but it's not as far off to others as you are giving. And also, and most importantly, the general belief is whichever team gets the best player wins the trade. Not him, but there are things that push this bad New York Rangers way. Oh my god, this guy's actually serious. Oh, oh my god. One sec, I just gotta... Okay, but he's saying, but, but the thing is, the Rangers, they're not getting the best player. I could easily argue that Adam Fox is better than Ryan Newton Hawkins, and he's only like 21. So, oh my god, are you serious? This is some biased... Oh my god, and then he had another reply. So, Sean said, Rangers would never do that. Fox is worth way more than Hawkins. Krasov is worth more than... And then Strom and a first and Anderson. One of the worst trades on this whole website. I agree with you. And then he replies saying, now I like this trade more. I have one Oilers win not post and one Rangers will never do this. That's exactly how trades are done. Both sides don't love it, but both sides gain and lose. What are you talking about both sides gain and lose? The only side that I'm seeing losing here is the Rangers. Oh yeah. my God. Everyone here wants to win every trade. We have said Kratzov is worth more than Kulmiarvi, which is obviously ridiculous. Oh my god, How, what are you talking about? Kratzov is worth more than Kulmiarvi. Oh my god, bias. Kulmiarvi literally might not even go back to the NHL. He might just stay in Europe. Like, oh my god. Okay, and then he said, which is obviously ridiculous. And then he also said, you're probably salty about some other trade I talked about. I don't know. But you're wrong and you don't phase me. Like, oh my god. At first I saw this, I was like, oh, this guy must be joking. But no, he's serious. Oh my god. Like, come yeah, on. You're like, really trying to I'm joke. gonna I'm gonna leave a comment on this just because, you know, yeah. 
Oh my god. Like what 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 makes you think this is a good trade? What makes you like think about this and um like actually look at this trade and be like, you know what? I think this is a good deal. Yeah, like I oh do. my god. What makes you think Oh my god, like honestly. Okay, well wait, 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 I have to I have to reply to this. Like like oh my god. This this must be commented. Um how do I I, I don't even know how to comment. This person said, I, they said, this, like Flames fans said, Kravtsov is worse than Puliarvi. And the, the person replied and said, which is ridiculous. How is that ridiculous? One might not even play in the NHL again. Oh my God. Like... Okay, let's check out. Wait, wait. Let's see if I can find another one of this moron's traits. Oh, shoot. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, Let's patch some holes right there. Looking for another JJJ. Damn, there's no other ones by them. I guess you got scared off after people realized. Yeah, okay. Um, Raquel for Lekkonen. Uh, what the hell? What the hell? Arturi Lek Raquel for Arturi Lekkonen, Cameron Hillis. Wait, actually, no. I found another one. I found another trade by this guy. I found where, another trade. Where is, where is it? And what's it called? Well, it's a three-team trade. It's a three-team trade. It's just the dumbest thing. thing. It's just the big... It's, it's by Real Canna or something. Hey, Real Canna, I'm in this profile. He's in his profile. You can see his other trades. Hey, it's like... um. So I'm just like looking at some of his other trades and stuff from like earlier and stuff. Like this is one. Okay. Everybody be quiet because I'm about to. It's Rasmus Ristolainen, Jack Eichel, Casey Middlestaff for Carl Osner, Thomas Tatar, Noah Jolson, Ryan Paling, a first round pick and a second round pick. Like, come on. The Oilers, uh, the Sabres are trading their second best defenseman. Your top player, like a franchise player, and a prospect and a boomer bust player for Carl Osner, who has one of the worst contracts in the league. Thomas Tatar, who's kind of who had a he had a really good year this year, but like Noah Juleson, who's 22 and his ceiling is a third pair in the fence. Like, oh my god, 
Wait, how do you find their trades? What? Oh, oh. It's fine. Let's do let's do a few more trades, and I think then we can end this episode here. Okay. Um. Let's see this. Do 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 do. do. How about how about this one? The Eichel Tower. Who's it by? It's by Oilers fan one two three, and it's it's um it's a. Uh, it. Oh, I see it. Okay, so Eichel for uh, this is just like a whole bunch what of Eichel for Paul Byron, Thomas the Tank. What is this? It's just like a whole bunch just of throwing nine hundred picks at them. Here, have a pick. 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 Yeah, so these are the so it's a first round pick for 2020, a 2020 second round pick, 2024th round pick, 2025th round pick, 2027th round pick, 2021 first round pick, 2021 fifth round pick, 2022 first round pick. It's like, hey, hey, I'm the, I'm the Montreal Canadiens. I don't need picks because I just drop, because I just sign people out of free agents. Let's trade all our picks and literally like our top player and our fourth line for Jack Eichel. Like, I'm going to completely ruin my franchise. And Eichel is going to be on another mediocre team that's never going to make the playoffs again. Yay! Oh, my God. Well, that's enough dumbassery for today. I think that we should end this episode here. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and you clearly did. If you listened all the way to the end, we are a global podcast now, and we have viewers all around the world. I mean, listeners all around the world, Canada, France, blah, 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 that's it, whatever. But, yeah, thank you for listening. If you really oh. like it, follow Broken Twig Podcast on Instagram. And everybody, goodbye.